Hello, gratitude seeker, and welcome to episode 55. Be grateful for those things that you went through because it's hard to have a spring without a winter. You know what I mean? You can't tear mm -hmm. January off the calendar and avoid it. You know, but the thing is, the problem that a lot of people have is they go through one of those winters and they just stay in winter. You know, mm -hmm. they never really try to get better. They never try to, um, they're never really thankful for what they do have. So you know that the best gift that you can give me for the one year anniversary of the Gratitude Podcast is always a review on iTunes or an email telling me how the Gratitude Podcast has impacted your life positively, what was the one thing that you learned in the podcast that you apply in your life. It doesn't have to be long, it just has to be from the heart and uh, honest. So that's why I would love to thank Allison for her amazing review on iTunes. She says, I listen to this podcast every day as I walk my dog. The longer episodes are great, but the small gratitude reminders are amazing. Georgian is a calm, encouraging presence that gives us great small tips to stay focused on making gratitude a habit and gives us the how and why to do that. I love this podcast. Thank you so much, Alison, for uh, writing this review on iTunes. I really, really appreciate it. I'm really glad that you find the Gratitude Podcast useful, and I'm glad that your dog walks become Gratitude Walks as well. Thank you so much once again for writing this review. And now, enjoy this amazing interview with Jason Morris, a brilliant real estate best-selling author, with a great heart. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, uh, I have a really intelligent person, uh, a person that uh, has had some experiences that are really, um, that I can identify with and that I'm going through as well. Um, and he, he got to the next level. His name is Jason Morris. He... Um, works in the real estate um, domain and uh, is pretty good at it. He's also uh, a leader in the in the field. He, he has a really big group of people that he's uh, uh, sharing his wisdom with. And uh, yeah, m more about him you will learn in, uh, in the few uh, minutes that uh, we will have together. And uh, also right now, if... Um, Jason, if you want to say a few more words about yourself and, and what you're doing, that would be great. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, my name's Jason Morris. I'm in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I sell real estate and work for a company called EXP Realty. But um, I have a Facebook group called Real Estate Agents that, that really work, where, where basically I train, um, I train agents all over the country, training coach agents all over the country. Um, I've got two best-selling books on Amazon. Um, gosh, I've got a group coaching program that's just, uh, growing by like two or three people a day. It's quite amazing. And, um, man, I have a lot to be, uh, I have a lot to be grateful for. That's amazing. I know that you, you're also, uh, a new parent right now, right? I, I am. That's one of the things I was telling you about. Um, we just had, a, um, we just had a baby named Parker Claire and she is, um, she is a month old today. Wow. And um, so I'm a first time parent too. And um, one of the things I've really been uh, grateful for is that I don't, I didn't have any kids. And um, 
now that I have one, I kind of, I kind of look back and go, man, I wish I would have had one sooner. But to be honest with you, when I was, if I would have had one at 26 instead of 36, at 26, you know what? I worked seven days a week. I tried to work 24 hours a day if I could possibly do it. I was concerned about money and I had a certain idea of what success was at that time. That at 26, I don't think I could have enjoyed having a baby like I have today. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was, I just had too many other things I was worried about and concerned about. And I thought that were important that, you know, in the scheme of things are not really that important, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's really interesting because it has been my my experience as well. Like uh, I'm not not that old right now, but uh, when I was uh, even younger, um, it was the same for me. Like uh, if I could work uh, 24 hours a day, <laughs> that would be that would have been great. And uh, yeah, the the thing was uh, in in that period that I was wasn't enjoying. Uh, the process. I wasn't wasn't enjoying the the journey, and I was always uh, working hard to get to the next step, to to uh, reach the next goal. And even though uh, it was interesting, I wasn't enjoying it too much, and I wasn't grateful. So, yeah. You know, one of the things about that is when you're in that position yourself, and this is what I learned, like looking back, because. You know, I believe sometimes, you know, we go through those, we go through those struggles in life, right? And in the middle of it, you, you go, really, this is horrible. But then looking back over, like I look back over my life the last like five years, you know, I, five, uh, seven years, I had a big real estate team. I was selling a lot of real estate. I was, um, then I went through divorce and I disbanded my team and I went from what I thought making a lot of money to really not making much money. And, um, and looking back through that stuff, you know, I was, uh, had a real estate team that was winning awards, you know, I was in the top wow. 50 in North America and all this exciting stuff. But then, um, looking back at it, you know, I thought that I was really doing something special, but I didn't realize until I was getting divorced that I really wasn't making that much money. And I really wasn't for the amount of time I was working, I really wasn't making near as much as other people thought I was making. You know, I had a lot of numbers to put up on the board, but you know, to be honest with you, in, in business, the numbers you're putting up on the board isn't re- aren't really that important. It's a lot of times the profit and the money that you're taking home yeah. at the end. And um, when it come down to it, I really wasn't making that much money. And um, I, I'm, you know, we were talking about things you're grateful for. That is one of the, you know, in life we all we all have, um, you know, this. I don't know if you've ever heard this concept. Jim Rohn talks about it a lot, the seasons of life. You know, um, winter always follows fall. Um, but the good thing about winter is uh, winter is going to make you stronger. It's going to make you smarter. It's going to make you, it's just going to make you better all the way around. And going through those negative things, going through that winter, right, makes me, I look back at it and, you know, and it made me change my business, you know, now mm-hmm. my business is easy. I have very low overhead. Um, I changed a lot of the systems that I had and it enabled me like, like taking note of those things enabled me to be able to have my group real estate agents that really work and be able to coach other agents because I've been through that. A lot of the stuff that they're doing that I know is not going to be profitable for them and I know is not going to work for them. The reason I know it is because I've done it, you know, yeah. and I've been through that. It, it really took that you know, those, um, life-changing negatives. It took going through that winter 
for me to have a lot of the positives that I have in life today, you know, and that's one of the things, um, my girlfriend, Laura, if I'd, if I'd never been through that winter and went to forest, I'd, I'd never have met her. I never would have had, you know, the baby Parker that we just had uh, 30 days ago. I, I probably would never started my group. I probably would have never wrote my two books, but going through, you know, and we all have those winners, you know, and we need to learn how to, it sucks in the moment, you know, but we all need to learn how to look back on that and, and, you know, be grateful for those things that you went through because it's hard to have a spring without a winter. You know what I mean? You can't tear mm-hmm. January off the calendar and avoid it. You know, but the thing is, the problem that a lot of people have is they go through one of those winters and they just stay in winter. You know, mm-hmm. they never really try to get better. They never try to, um, they're never really thankful for what they do have. You know, you know, we could, and that's something that, um, I think it's really important when you're at that low point, I mean, is to, is to take inventory of those, those things that you have, you know, and the things that you are truly grateful for. Um, I, I read a lot and I listen to a lot of different motivational speakers. And um, one of the exercises I believe that, that we don't take advantage of enough when we're in that moment. And sometimes we're just having a bad day. You know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. the nights are a little bit longer, you know, and, um, but one of the things that we don't do and Jack Canfield talks about doing is making a gratitude list. Have you ever mm-hmm. done that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you know, you just sit there, I, I guess, I guess that was a dumb question. You got the gratitude podcast, you know? <laughs> but I, but you know, going through and, and making note of those things that you're grateful for and, um, you know, looking around and I mean, it's really small, you know, man, I'm, I'm grateful for the days that's really sunny and nice outside. But I tell you, I'm grateful for the rainy days, too, because those days are a little bit slower for me. You know, I can hang out in the office and um, work on things I want to work on, you know, versus, you know, some my crazy days, you know. Yeah, totally, totally. And um, what what came to mind when you were saying about winter and, um, and summer and spring, uh, the thing is that sometimes we're so caught up in winter um, that even though it's spring outside, we can't see it because we are so caught up in in, uh, in the past, in in the winter, in uh, the time that when it was hard, when things didn't go too well. And I think this is a really great ana- analogy uh, that you used. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. You know, there's some there's agents that I meet that um. Uh, especially some of the older agents that I meet that they went through, they went through the hard time, which the hard time for us in the industry was 2008, 2009, yeah. um, 2010. I mean, the, in the United States here, the real estate market fell apart and the world basically crashed down, you know, mm-hmm. um, in, in my market, you couldn't keep up with real estate prices. You know, you'd list a house for 150,000 a day, and it would be the cheapest one in the neighborhood. And 30 days from now, you're calling the seller back and going, hey, Mr. Seller, I'm sorry. One just got, your next door neighbor's house got listed for 110. It's a foreclosure. Even if we get an offer for 150, it's not going to appraise. I'm sorry. What do you want to do? Cool. And there's a lot of agents that, you know, man, even though that was that was two or three years. And to be honest with you, looking back, that was my my favorite times in the real estate business. We had less agents. The agents that you dealt with were more experienced. Um, the business was just completely different then. Um, 
than it is today. Where today we have a lot of new agents coming back into the business, which which I'm I'm happy that's happened. I'm happy for their careers and all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, the it gets frustrating when you have you know that first transact. You're the agent on the other side of that first transaction, and you have to help them fill in the blanks on the contract. You know that um, but there's a lot of agents that man, they had a rough time in 2008, 2009, and they're still living it in 2017. They can't yeah. let go of, you know, maybe their house got foreclosed on. Maybe they had a, you know, you know, um, one of the, um, one of the craziest stories I think that I remember from that time period was, um, I was, uh, I was sitting in the car in a bank parking lot with this guy I was friends with at the time. And we see a, um, we see a tow truck pull up and it had a black Porsche on the back of it. And the guy goes, man, I got a Porsche just like that. I was like, no kidding. And I, I, I'd never seen it. I'd never been to the guy's house. I, we were work friends, you know? Yeah. And, um, I was like, no kidding. I said, man, that's a nice looking car. He gets out, he goes and talks to the tow truck driver and the guy's like, yeah, we just repoed the car and, and he tells him all this stuff. And the guy's like, yeah, I got one just like that. Like three or four hours later, he calls me and tells me that was his car on the back of that truck. Oh my God. I was like, Oh man. <laughs> and, um, you know, but, uh, you've seen a lot of things like that. And a lot of those agents and real estate agents, they're still living in that. They're still living in that downturn, even mm. though we're, I think we're headed into one of the biggest real estate booms that we're ever going to see, you know? <clears throat> um, I think that we're heading into a market that's going to be fantastic for at least several years, but a lot of agents can't see that because they're still living in the past and they're still holding on to only God knows what, you know, but some of those negative things that have happened to them. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we do this in life in general. Like we, we, when we have uh, a period that's not very good for us, uh, we tend to think that it's, it's going to last forever and that uh, it's not going to get any better any soon. And even if the situations outside are, are better, we, we can't see them because we can't appreciate them. But I'm uh, really curious, what's your definition of gratitude? What does gratitude mean for you? Jason? You know, I think gratitude is the things that, um, that you're thankful for in life. You know, the things that, and I mean, they can be little, I mean, I'm thankful, I'm thankful for being, you know, first time dad. That's kind of my big thing right now. But, um, <laughs> But, you know, there's little things like I'm grateful that, you know, I have, I have both parents that are still living. So they're, they're first time grandparents. So, I mean, I'm really, <laughs> really thankful that I, that I was able to, um, I'm really, I didn't know how excited they would be to have a grandchild, you know? And that's one of the things I'm really thankful for. Like my mom is just, I mean, man, she's over the moon. She, uh, this, I mean, I, I expect her to, to uh move they live about an hour and a half away but i expect them to move here like any day you know <laughs> um i i have my grandma is still living and she's a great great grandparent you know i'm really thankful wow. about that <laughs> that she's here and she got to uh to um see parker and experience um uh, you know us having a baby and uh i'm really really thankful about that and and laura her um her grandma she's got a grandma and granddad that's still living and they come to visit you know they're in they're in good enough health. They get around and stuff like that. But I think it's the things that you're thankful for, the things that you can be thankful for. And um, sometimes when, you, when you're going through that winter in life and you're going through that bad day and that hard time and all that stuff, sometimes you have to, you have to really think hard, you know? Um, 
you know, when you're eating, when you're eating Roman noodles, you know, out of the can, out of the little cup, you know, um, you know, because you had to scrape change out of your car, you know, your car floorboard. Um, it's kind of hard to look at things and be really grateful, but you know, you know, the sun's shining, you know, for most of us, we got a place to live. We got food to eat. We've got, you know, a lot to, a lot to be thankful for, you know? Yeah. But, um, I'm really curious, what do you do when it's hard to be grateful? Like when things are, are going the other way, man, I, I've, I've been there. I've had, uh, I've had those times where things weren't, weren't really great for me and it's, um, and it's difficult. You know, I like to listen to motivational people, but and I try to like when I'm having a bad day, listen, listen to something that's like I like a lot of the older guys like Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn. And I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. Mm-hmm. But um, when things aren't going so well, sometimes, you know, you have to look back. You have to look back at your goals. You have to do that gratitude list exercise. And, um, you know, and you just kind of have to work through. And uh, Jim Rohn has a quote um don't wish things were better. Wish you were better. I believe is how it goes, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and that's something in the real estate business when we've had those bad times, sometimes you have to look at what your game plan is and what your business plan is. And sometimes you have to adjust, you know? Um, and that's one of the things that, uh, that I've fortunately, I've been really good at adjusting as I've needed to, but, um, you just have to be thankful for what you have. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, and by the way, you mentioned the quote. Do you have a favorite quote on gratitude? Um, you know, I, I've got one. I've actually got a bunch of them, but um, <laughs> but you know, I got I got two here from Tony Robbins that um, I made some some notes about. Without gratitude and appreciation for what you you already have, you'll never know fulfillment. And um, you know, then uh, when you're grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. Mm, and wonderful. I really believe that that when you are grateful for the things you have in life and you put that positive energy out there and you give, right? Um, you give, you're going to receive back. You know, you might not receive like today, but one of the things when I was building real estate agents that really work, I was doing a lot of YouTube videos and I had people telling me, oh, you need to charge for the stuff you're doing. You need to charge for the stuff you're doing. But for me, one of the things I was getting was I was doing, I was trying to do a video a day, which is a, which is a grueling pace. You know, it's, it's, you know, to work it in with all your work schedule and all that, that stuff. It's tough to do. It's tough to do a 30 minute video a day. Right. And, um, and I was trying to do that. I was trying to keep up with that pace. And I was like getting up at six o'clock in the morning, doing it at six o'clock in the morning. That way I could post it on YouTube because YouTube had not given me the little scheduling feature. So, mm-hmm. so, but either way, man, it's, it's tough. And it was tough to some Saturdays I would record like three or four, you know, yeah. but what I was, what I was seeing was the more content I was putting out there, the more motivated I was to keep going in the real estate business. Because when I first started real estate agents that really worked, um, I was participating in a lot of Facebook groups. I'd been on some podcasts and I was really, I really thought it was kind of cool and it was kind of keeping me motivated, right? Because I was really burnt out on the real estate industry. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, after 10, 12 years in the business, you get to where, you know, you're going, oh man, you know, I got to deal with the same, you know, stupid people with the same stupid, you know, stupid requests and the same stupid things. And, uh, 
you know, sometimes it's, it's tough to go through the process again. Yeah. You know, the, the hardest thing about having like an amazing year in the real estate business is going and wanting to do it again next year. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the hardest thing. Um, but I was really burnt out on the, on the business. And when I started really participating in that, helping new agents, then I started getting that little bit of feedback from them where like, Hey man, I done what you said. I went out and listed a house or I done what you said. And you know, this happened. Uh, what I was getting in return was it was keeping me motivated. It was keeping me going, you know, basically. And then when I started, um, I hit a certain point where not only when I, was I getting that, um, that feedback back from me that I was really helping people and it was really working for them. I started getting referrals from all over the country. Mm. Right. So, um, so in referrals, you know, these, these are like, they are literally lay down transactions or people that are more than likely going to work with you because you guys have a friend or family member or somebody in common, you know? And I mean, they're literally just show up and sign paperwork typically. So I started getting referrals from agents, you know, and, um, which was really cool. And then, uh, you know, and all that stuff's grown and it's grown into books and coaching and a lot of stuff. The coaching actually happened because, um, I was steady putting content out there in the world. And, um, then I started just attracting people that were calling me going, Hey Jason, will you coach me? Will you, you know, will you do this? Will you do that? And uh, I work for EXP, which is a company that has some incentives for, for going out and recruiting agents and recruiting a team. So one of the, um, one of the things that, that started happening was, um, I wasn't going out there and having to like try to like how to hear about agents in my company, you know, working to recruit people. Um, for me, it's the other way around. I've, I've given so much and there's so much out there in the world that's, you know, Jason Morris has given for free and I continue to do that. Agents just keep coming to me. So, um, my recruiting is, um, I mean, I'm truly, uh, uh, you know, it's truly a testament of the secret, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and what you put out there in the universe is going to come back to you. You know, it's, um, gosh, there's the whole thing, uh, re- reaping and sowing or sowing and reaping, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the reap you have to sow. And basically I've just put out massive amounts of content until, um, for free and it's quality stuff. It's stuff like other people are, ch- were charging money for, you know? You could, you could technically you go through my YouTube videos and build your career around the free information that I've, mm-hmm. I've been giving away. Amazing. It's, um, Amazing. Yeah, it's one of the cool, really cool things I feel like I've done, you know? Yeah, that that's really cool. Like um, the fact that you got to create this content helped you uh, appreciate what you already know, um, helped you uh, get the word, word out there. Yeah, I think this is this is really cool. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you this, man, you know, when you start going and, and you start really focusing on your field that you're in, right. You start creating content like that and getting a little bit of feedback. One of the crazy things is you realize how much you do know, you know, yeah. like, um, some of the, some of the stuff like I've realized over the last couple of years doing this is that my knowledge of the industry was, was vast. It was really, um, significant you know where before i started doing that i mean uh, i just hey i was just another agent i didn't i did a lot of business but i didn't really um feel like i was i, I didn't really feel like an authority you know in the industry you realize how vast your knowledge is and how um such a minimum level that people are where their knowledge is you know it's on a very minimum level yeah i think and, this is this is uh this is great for our listeners also you 
you might not appreciate uh, what you already know because you don't um you you're not teaching it you're not giving it forward to to other people and you might be actually uh, surprised that by sharing it with people you get to appreciate more what you already know and this is this is a great tip that uh, that we can use yeah yeah for sure man i mean even writing books um I'll, I'll tell you this are you an author have you read anything nope i'm going to tell i'm going to tell you yet. this i think i think <laughs> this is really cool i think that um everybody that's an entrepreneur should uh that, that wants to you got to have a desire to because it's hard man um, uh, sure. and the, what's even harder than writing a book is reading your book as an audio book, right? <laughs> if you want to get really sick of this stuff you talk about, read your own book out loud wow. and it, and it's exhausting right? <laughs> on top of it. But, um, one of the really cool things about writing a book is you're not going to make a lot of money off the book. Um, actually, um, my, my two books, the Kindle versions are 99 cents on Amazon, which I think when everything's said and done, I think I make like 30 cents a copy, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to sell a lot of books to make money at 30 cents a copy. But the thing that you do get from, um, from putting your ideas and stuff in that, in that medium is, man, you get, you get, I've got recognition from that. That's unbelievable. You know, the coolest thing that I've had happen was, um, was a guy bought a hard copy and this was uh, right after it come out. He bought a hard copy, and he takes a picture of it. He ends up tagging me in it, and you can see where he's got like the little sticky notes and stuff hanging out of the book. And he's and he he's got like three or four pictures, and he's made notes, and he's like talking about how excited he was and stuff. And um, I mean, <laughs> so cool. I, I sell like I sell like thirty, forty books a day, which wow, uh, you know, amazing. in my little niche, just on Amazon, that's a lot of books, or I feel like it is. But the impact those books have on people in their lives, you know, um, a lot of my stuff, I focus on low cost and no cost lead systems for agents because a lot of the training out there for agents is really, really expensive, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I try to focus on things that, you know, real sales skills that they can go out and start making money with today. And, um, but the opportunities you get from selling that book for 99 cents or giving that book away for the fi five free days, you know, Amazon allows you to give it away are so tremendous. You know, when you put it out there, the things that I've got back, I mean, I've got, um, I've got asked to speak, you know, all over the country. I've got asked to do, um, all kind of stuff. I've got asked to be on podcast. I've got, um, I've got a lot of feedback from people that I thought were, you know, superstars in the industry that, you know, Somehow or another, they found my book and actually went and bought it without me saying, hey, man, go buy my book. That's so awesome. You get a lot of re re the opportunities you get are really, really cool, man. And it's really, really just a great experience. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm sure. And I know that it's uh, it takes a lot of work to put it together, but um, it's something that you do for, for the long term. And it's something, like we said, it's something... Uh, that helps you with um, appreciating what you already know. But uh, what I also wanted to ask you is, um, if you, how did you uh, actually get to understand gratitude on on a personal level, not just the word um, gratitude, but actually feeling it and experiencing it? You know, I think the thing that um, that really probably affected me the most is like as an adult made me really appreciate a lot of things was, um, my granddad passed away mm -hmm. 
And um, I grew up with my granddad, and I was really close to him. I spent a lot of time with him, and he was um, just uh, growing up. I mean, he was just always there, and he always had some some crazy or fun thing to do. And um, and he was just um, he was just a great person. And uh, when he passed away, um, for for me, uh, you know, I guess. Um, you know, growing up, he was very, uh, very masculine, manly man, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and he grew up in a different time, you know, where, yeah. you know, getting drunk and fighting with your buddies was cool. You know, he was, a, <laughs> he was a, uh, but he was a very masculine man, manly man. And then when he went, as he got older, which we're all going to get older and he got sick and started having dialysis and got to where, you know, like, you know, he lost a lot of weight, was real frail and stuff. It was really, really difficult for me to, um, to see that because I have, I had this image in my head of him that was, um, that was, you know, it was, it wasn't sick and frail and needing help, you know, to get up, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and needing help to get out, just to get out of bed in the morning. And, um, it was really difficult for me going through that and seeing that, even though I wasn't there every day and it was really difficult, um, you know, seeing my mom and my aunt, my grandma go through that, you know, and, um, and when he passed away, um, I think I was in denial about it for a little while. Yeah. And, um, because I really just didn't, you know, it was like, I couldn't really process that he wasn't, wasn't there. And that was one of the first, um, that was one of the first major deaths, I guess, in my life, you know, that, Mm -hmm. um, that really made me, uh, that was the first person that I'd ever had die that was close to me. And I mean, I was in my, I was in my twenties when this happened. I was in my late twenties when this happened, you know? Yeah. So lot, lots of people that I, I grew up with and stuff and I'm friends with, you know, they lost their grandparents, you know, some of them when they were, you know, under the age of 10, I was fortunate enough to have mine that be in my twenties. But, um, that was probably one of the first events that happened where I, I truly look back and I was like, you know, um, I was grateful for the time I spent with him, but also uh, it made me see things in my life that maybe I wasn't really happy with mm-hmm. and things that I really wanted to change and things that I wanted to do because, you know, we're only here for a short time, you know, yeah. like, like we were talking about winters, you know, fortunately, um, life is short and we're not going to have that many winters, you know, um, hopefully we're not going to have that many winters, I'm not saying that I, I want us all to die young, but you know, but that also means we're not going to have that many springs, right? We're not going to have that many good times that things yeah. are really, really good. So um, one of the things I learned from that is that we need to take advantage of those really good times, you know, and we need to, um, we need to look for the opportunities, but you know, I lost him and then I lost um, my grandparents on my dad's side. I ended up losing them within the next uh, couple of years. My granddad there was, um, my granddad was a preacher for uh, my entire life. He was a Southern Baptist preacher. Mm. And he was, um, he was one of the more positive preachers. I don't want to say he was like a Joel Osteen because that's, um, uh, you know, some people don't, uh, don't really like Joel that much, but um, I like uh, Joel is, you know, he's real positive. He's always got a great positive message. Mm-hmm. My granddad, even though he's an older Southern Baptist preacher, um, typically the message that he had was very positive and very uplifting rather than, fire and brimstone and we're all going to hell and you know that sort of thing i I don't know if you're religious or anything but but, yes um, i i I agree that uh it's it's not about it's not about that because you you can't say that god is 
that God is love and uh, that he wants you to uh, go through the, those kinds of experiences, but getting back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, but having my granddad pass away made me really thankful for um, times I had, then I lost my grandma and my granddad um, fairly, fairly soon after that. And, um, and there again, you know, those are people that have been there my whole life that yeah. I just didn't believe are going to go away. So it's, what it's um, made me or taught me is to really appreciate, um, you know, what we have and the time that we have and the people that we have here because, you know, they're not everybody's going to be here long. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so that's probably the uh, the biggest experience. Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of that, a lot of that kind of it was around that time I got introduced to Tony Robbins and um, personal personal power. Two was the first program I really ever done. And um, I tell people that uh, I got introduced to that by a friend of mine. He told me that Tony Robbins changed his life. And this was a guy who's a pretty successful business guy. And he, um, he kept telling me about Tony Robbins and stuff. And uh, I mean, at the time, I'd never really, you know, I'd listened to Zig Ziglar and I'd heard, heard of Jim Rohn. And, I, you know, everybody knows about Chicken Soup for the Soul and things yeah. like that. But I'd never really personally worked on self-help because honestly, um, I didn't really feel like I needed help, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people are there. They feel like, Hey, I don't need nothing. I'm good. You know, but, um, working through the, through the exercises that are in personal or in personal power too, um, were life changing. I've done, I've done personal power too four times, like done it all wow. the way through four times. Right. And every time I went through that, I feel like it's been life changing. Like I've changed the way that I've done business. It's been a big breakthrough for me. It's helped me um, set new goals and things that I wanted to do that I wouldn't have done if I had not gone through those exercises, you know? So, um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, that's kind of um, uh, the things that I guess have changed my life the most and made me thankful for what I've, what Mm -hmm. I've got, what I've done, you know? Yeah. And, um, what I'm also really curious about, if you um, if you have a message for your younger self, like before you you got to be grateful and to, you got before you got to to enjoy life with with a grateful heart, like uh, what would you tell your your younger self, your younger Jason? You know, I mean, don't worry so much. Everything's going to be fine, and um, that's that's the thing. A lot of us don't understand that that. Um, you know, like, like we talked about the winters and the summers and the spring and all that stuff. Um, you know, um, things aren't going to last forever and, you know, don't worry about it. Mo- most of the problems that we have are going to be very temporary. Yeah. This, this is great advice. And I think that, um, the younger people listening, uh, can find this really, really wise and really, really useful. And it's a good reminder for, when things are are coming up that they're not um, not going to be there forever. Yeah, that's right. It's not going to last forever. Um, yeah, you know, uh, there's this thing that I've been reading. Um, I read a lot. One of the books that I've been reading right now is the uh, the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. And um, one of the things he talks about when he talked about you know the first time he was going to travel the world and work abroad and things like that, he talked about if he had a problem you know, he was talking about rating things on a scale from one to 10. And one of the things he mentioned was, um, 
was if you went and done this experience, you know, on a scale from one to 10, how life changing was it going to be? One, not very life changing, like probably the equivalent of us, you know, going out, you know, going and getting, uh, you know, chicken nuggets from McDonald's or number 10 being extremely life changing and being something that's going to affect his life forever. And, and then if he went and he done something and there, there was a problem on a scale from one to 10, how small or great could that problem be? Is it going to be something he's going to have to live with forever? Like, Hey, you lost an arm, you know, or was it going to be something very minor? Like, you know, just a speed bump in life, you know? Yeah. And I think that a lot of us, when we look at our problems, sometimes we think things are going to be a 10, you mm-hmm. know, but in reality, they're more like maybe a two, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, um, and that's something, you know, for, for a younger audience, especially on a scale from one to 10, you know, if, if you're going through that problem and you have that problem, you know, really how life changing is it, you know, really, you know, I think when we're, when we're 15 lots are, 15 lots of times, you know, our problem is, you know, our girlfriend broke up with us or our boyfriend broke up with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing is, we're going to, we're going to find another girlfriend. We're going to find another boyfriend or whatever it is. You know, you got cut from the football team, you know, football, dude, it's only going to last three or four years anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that are much, much greater than football, you know? So I think it's hard for us to see on that scale from one to 10, but lots of times, especially for the younger audience are, a problem we think's a 10 is really a two, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And usually life is, is much longer than that and much longer than just this small period in time. But uh, we, see, we see it differently at uh, different ages. Uh, but getting back to, um, to gratitude, to uh, the things that you, you do constantly uh, that help you be and to stay grateful do you have some practices like this um man i'm a big believer in in um in setting up a routine i'm a big believer in setting up your day so that you're in you start your day and in, in state um mm-hmm. and and by state i mean that you start it with a certain mindset you know and for me like it's basically i do the same thing every morning you know and and when I get up in the morning, I'm just like ready to go. And a lot of the reason is because I, I put myself in a position, I put myself in the mindset that um, that good things are going to happen today. One of the things that I do a lot is I do, um, I, I listen to affirmations, mm-hmm. all right? And affirmations, um, they're, they're truly magical. And like we talked about earlier, man, at 26, I thought it was like, mumbo jumbo that was just stupid and I didn't need to do that. You know, I thought about the Saturday night live skit with Stuart Smalley. I don't know if you ever seen that on no. Saturday night live, but it was this guy and he'd basically sit, um, he'd sit in front of a window or he'd sit in front of a mirror and he'd say, you know, I'm a great person. I'm a good person. And they're, they're actually hilarious. I'm sure they're on YouTube somewhere, but mm-hmm. I would think about this Saturday night live skit that they used to do. But, but truly like today after I, I learned what they were and I tried tried it and I started listening to them on like I've got a handful of them saved on YouTube that are you know like three to five minutes that lots of times I listen to um I've got one I like to listen to on the way to the office it's about abundance mm-hmm. and when you start doing these these affirmations it it activates your reticular your RAS yeah your, so what you start system. noticing is 
you start noticing the good things in your life. You know, if you're doing something on abundance and gra- gratitude and you're doing affirmations surrounding abundance and gratitude, then you're going to start noticing things that, that are in abundance. You're going to start noticing things that you are grateful for. And it works for everything. You know, it's that whole um, rectangular activating system, your RAS, it's the thing in your mind. Um, for you guys listening that don't know, it's where, like, say you go out here and you go and you test drive a red Mercedes and you absolutely love that red Mercedes, but maybe you don't have the money to buy it. Before you test drove it, you felt like you never seen this car ever, that you felt like it was unique and special. Then after you test drove it, it's like, man, you see one every day. You feel like everybody's got one except for you. But that's the thing in your brain that weeds out all the stuff that's unimportant. And when you're doing these affirmations, these affirmations make your mind center in that these thing, these certain things are important to you, right? So. If you want to be more grateful, you're going to start seeing things that you're more grateful about. You know, like um, if you want to, if you're a real estate agent and you start saying, you know, that you're a great for sale by owner listing agent, right? Or you're, and you start telling yourself this every morning, all of a sudden you're going to start seeing more for sale by owner signs. You're going to start noticing more opportunities for for sale by owners on Craigslist, Facebook, things like that. But it works in every area of your life, you know, not just, um, not really just gratitude, you know, if you, if you, uh, some people do them about money. I don't think, I don't know how that works. I've never done them about money. Typically mine are about, um, the ones that I typically do are more about abundance, more about, um, more about, uh, gratitude and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. this is, this is wonderful advice. I think, um, we, we have this opportunity of seeing things that, uh, that we like that we focus on and uh this is really good that uh we can start the day in this way and uh like if we start with with something negative tendency is to to do the same like you said with the red mercedes we tend to see that all the negatives when we start with the positives with the gratitudes we can see the gratitude everywhere around so uh, we're nearing the end of our time together, and I wanted to to ask you uh, if you have some people that you want to mention that you're really grateful for. Man, I'm I'm grateful for Laura. Um, that's uh, that's my girlfriend. I'm grateful. For, I'm grateful for our little baby Parker. I'm grateful for my parents. <laughs> I'm grateful for um, I'm grateful for my grandparents. I'm grateful for my grandma still living. Um, man, I've got so many. I've got a lot of agents across the country that you know have been a fantastic support system for me that I'm really, really grateful for, um, that I talk to all the time. I got a lot of great friends I'm really grateful for. And, uh, so sometimes, sometimes like I forget that I truly have a lot of friends, you know? And, um, I think we all forget that, but man, I mean, there's so many to, that I could just keep listing. Yeah, <laughs> I could sure. keep going on and on and <laughs> listing. Um, you know, I'm grateful for a lot of the authors out there that have read books that have really impacted my life. Um, you know, man, I'm grateful for you letting me be on this podcast this morning. <laughs> sure. Yeah, this, this has been great. Awesome, awesome. So um, where can people find you? Where can uh, our audience see your work? Um, man, uh, my books are on Amazon. If you go to jasonmorrisgroup.com, there's um, a lot of stuff on there. I've got a YouTube channel, um, this Jason Morris Group. Um, I got a Facebook group, uh, real estate agents that really work and Facebook's probably the, the easiest place to find me. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Good, good. Awesome. So thank you so much for being here with us and for sharing your experience and your wisdom. It has been awesome. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast. By the way, what are you grateful for right now? Find three reasons and write them in our Facebook group.